The greatest problem in this world is that people are too f***ing scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. Oh, we're back on the Feeling Alive podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode is going to give you a, a bit of insight into my own personal journey on this healing path and some of the modalities that I've used. Um, these are my top five most uh, beneficial or most impactful uh, modalities that I've used on my own personal journey. For any of you listening now who are just maybe even starting your journey, you could maybe use a couple of these or this would probably give you a little bit more clarity on on what you're looking at doing next. Um, just to before, just to like preface what I'm talking about with this healing journey, maybe this is the first episode you're listening to. You'll hear a lot of my stuff, my podcast, my content about healing, about awakening, spiritual awakening, all that sort of stuff. But healing in particular is just an emotional journey back to your truth, okay? That's essentially what it is, is we're going back to our most authentic self along the way. We've picked up a lot of conditioning, picked up uh, a lot of habits, a lot of trauma maybe, maybe not a lot of trauma, but just some trauma that has influenced our behavior created patterns of behavior, created stories, limiting stories that we tell ourselves. And this influences our reality. And so ultimately we end up battling with our emotions, with our feelings because of we're so self-critical, so self-judgmental. Um, we have low self-esteem, but we're very emotionally reactive and it's influencing our relationships and how we interact in our reality. And so ultimately what you're doing when you're going through healing and what I was doing going through healing was to coming, I was going back to my truth. I was making the journey back into my true self in the, in the center of my being and releasing anything that no longer served me and where I wanted to go. So if you've got a goal or if you've got a place that you ideally would like to be in life, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, use that as your um, guide before you go into using any healing modalities. Have that as your intention before you're undergoing any healing modality because one healing modality that, for instance, works for me might not be beneficial for you. Um, you know, everyone works differently. There's no one size fits all. But in saying that, these five modalities that I'm talking about uh, are very popular among a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I know who are on the healing journey. There's still there's so much else out there as well. So I understand that I haven't done all of them and probably won't ever do all of them, but I've done some pretty wild stuff. And I, I've given five, but I might also throw in just an extra one at the end there, which I know has been very powerful. So without further ado, let's get into it. Number one, now these are in no particular order of what's best or worst. It's just I'm reading off my list that I've written. Number one is ITA energy medicine. This is energy healing. So I am a uh, crystal healing and metaphysics practitioner. I studied that a couple of years ago. And as I was starting on my healing journey, I ended up, I've always had, my mum's a Reiki master, so energy healing in its general is like comes in many different forms it can come as like reiki kinesiology crystal healing anything where you're using the where you're using the um moving energy through the body okay we are just on a quantum physics scale we are just energetic beings there's no doubt about that you can more and more research is coming out about how the 
we all exist in this in this subatomic realm, all existing just as particles, and we're just catching we're just we're just dense frequencies of that. So, um, with this with this ITA energy medicine, this is just a type of energy. It's just a type of an energy healing modality. I was using I was going to a lady where I'm from in, in Australia in Perth for about eight months, and we would slowly be working our way. You know it would get deeper and deeper and deeper as we went along, but we were moving a lot of the energy. And if when you're moving a lot of the energy really fast, it can be very overwhelming. I mean, there was, you know, the first week we're doing it weekly or the first month we're doing it weekly. And then we went out fortnightly and then monthly. I think it was actually just fortnightly after that. But if we were doing it too quick and too much, like she had a process where we would have stages of, okay, once we get to this stage, she'd be, okay, now we can add things in and, and enhance the energy flowing through you. But you would feel very sensitive and almost very tired afterwards. Um, I remember one time I was driving after a session and I, I freaked out. I was driving on the freeway in Australia and I freaked out and I thought, holy crap, um, I don't I could I didn't realize I was driving. I was like, how am I driving right now? And I sort of like panicked and Danielle, my girlfriend, she was sitting next to me. And I was like, holy shit, I've got to pull over. I've got to pull over. So I had to find my way to the emergency lane, pull over because of the this like I'd almost like was so ungrounded and I was shaking and I was like I'd sort of like lost my ability for like 5 minutes to realize what I was doing and where I was. Uh, I tripped out pretty much. Anyway, so that's uh, this, the potential, of, the power of energy medicine. So if you're, this was this, in this in particular therapy uh, modality, it's called ITA energy medicine and it's an Australian um, modality. But other forms of this, like I said before, Reiki, kinesiology is super powerful. I've done some kinesiology, done a lot of Reiki. My mum's a Reiki teacher. Um, sorry, a Reiki um, practitioner. So I you know, remember her practicing on me earlier on. Um, and crystal healing is another one where you use crystals on different areas of the body and use pendulums and stuff like that. They're all moving energy in the body. And it is phenomenal to see some of the emotional changes in your body as you're going through this. I would say it's very recommended for everyone just to partake in a couple different modalities in this if you're on your healing journey. Because you're all going to resonate differently with one, but it's like anything. I think you've got to sort of cover all bases, like the emotional, mental, uh, physical and spiritual parts of your energetic body, you've got to sort of see what works for different areas. So, for instance, like the physical body is going to need a lot more, you know, meditation or stretching or yoga to also move energy as well. So, energy medicine will just do one aspect of that energetic body, right? Um, but noticing when you're going through this, and one of the things that I noticed was like I would have lots of uh, memories flood up like some of the times I'm going I'm sitting there on the table my arms would just swing like no one touching it no one doing anything there's no contact in my body but I would have this huge twitch and release in my body and I used to ask um, Bev who was my um, therapist she was saying I was like why do I twitch so much like that and she says it's just energy moving it's just it's just literally realigning you can sort of imagine the kinks being taken out it just goes chink and it just popped back into place. 
So that was sort of some of the experiences. And then you would get memories or dreams pop up. And um, one of the exercises we did with Bev in this energy medicine was cutting cords. And when you cut a cord, an energetic cord that's connected to you and someone in the past, she asked me if I wanted to cut it. I said, yeah, why wouldn't I? And she said, because they'll come back up. They tend to come back up in your life. People, they might call you. They might um, contact you. They might text you randomly. People that you've never spoken to in a couple of years. And I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. I don't think they're going to. Anyway, I um, as I did that, I got a call from my dad who I hadn't spoken to in 10 years. We cut the cord there. And um, he spoke to me, I think, yeah, the week after. So it's pretty powerful stuff. So that's one of my modalities. The second modality is breath work. Breath work. Whew, I think I have labeled these in like <laughs> um, my, my most favorite by the looks of it, this list. Anyway, breath work is phenomenal. Um, when I, there's, there's different modalities, different types of breath work. I start, when I first started learning breath work many years ago, I learned Wim Hof style. Um, and that was really powerful. But that's not psychosomatic. So when you're going through healing, you want to use a psychosomatic uh, technique. Now, uh, most other techniques other than Wim Hof are psychosomatic. But basically, when you're going through psychosomatic, it's like you're moving the mind. The mind is You're connecting the mind and the body, and you're allowing the energy to move through it, through the breath. And you're moving emotion. Uh, so you're moving energy and the oxygen into the cells where they're pushing out the emotions that are being trapped or stored in certain areas of your body can be very painful. It can be very, uh, what's the word, euphoric as well. Um, you just don't know what you're sort of going to get with that. But breath work, I've had moments where I'm like laughing and smiling and so full of joy and having all these amazing ideas come through to crying nonstop, hysterically crying nonstop, um, to having severe leg pain in one of my legs. So it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal breath work. Um, but if you're going on your journey and you haven't started it, you can actually go in and I'll add the link in the bottom. There's a link to the bottom of um, a really good guided breath work journey from my mate Christopher August who does Soma breath work. Um, that's just a, a method, a psychosomatic method that is out there on the out in the world. I think there's um, alchemy breath. Um, uh, there is holotropic breath work. Um, Awaken have their one. So there's many different methods. You just got to sort of uh, search up psychosomatic breath work. But for any of you guys who are interested in diving in, go to the link in the show notes and there'll be a link there for um, Chris's breath work, guided breath work. Uh, guided breath work journey is it is a it's an album and it's I think it's got like six or seven songs on there. It's got a beautiful sound healing journey as well as a guided breathwork journey from Chris. And uh, you get a 10%. There's a 10% discount code there for Feel Alive. So enjoy that. I think it's about 33 bucks if you want to get it. Highly recommend it. Um, I use that. I haven't been using that every day, but I, I was using it there every day for like about a week ago. And um, it's really beautiful. It's a good intro into, into breathwork for anyone who hasn't begun yet. Um, so one of the crazy things with breath work uh, that I, I feel like everyone who, who hasn't started that yet is you're going to experience a lot of physical feelings with breath work. And what I mean physical is like you could like I was just chatting to one of my friends, Kirsten, this morning talking about um, how she's been felt. She just did breath work 
a guy to breathwork journey for the first time and she's like felt nauseous where she wanted to throw up and then she had her arms were throbbing and she wanted to stop because it was so painful and I said just trust it's just emotions freeing up your body knows exactly what to do so it can be quite uncomfortable but I highly recommend everyone go there because it is like one of the fastest methods for me personally to like break through if you're breaking through something you just go you just go in there into a breathwork journey for you know 30 to 60 minutes and just you'll come out with a lot more clarity and you'll have a you'll if you have a release you'll you'll know that you've you've broken through on some area in your life and to be honest you don't have to know all of this stuff straight away like consciously you don't have to know about what you've healed or what you've let go of you just need to know that the energy has been has been released and your intention was what matters going into it you know say you wanted a little bit more clarity on this relationship with your parents or this relationship with someone in the past you want to heal that and process that just have your intention and you don't need to know exactly what's been happening in, in, internally or you don't need to have a, a conscious awareness of what's actually shifted because um, that's just our conscious mind trying to figure it out right the unconscious is a lot smarter than the conscious and it knows exactly what it's doing and that's the second one. So now, number three, the third healing medallion that's helped me, life coaching. I went and got a life coach. I worked with a life coach ooh, a couple of years ago, but um, that was my first time I've ever worked with a life coach. And we like really got to know myself. I got to know my values, got to know who I am, got to have different perspectives on my challenges and how to sort of go through this awakening journey. He was uh, spiritual as well, so it was really cool having him. But having someone in your corner that knows where you want to go and knows how to get you there has is really freaking powerful. Um, I was, after doing that life coaching, I had huge shifts in my life. I just had more clarity, more confidence, more self-belief, and more direction. And that had led me obviously to doing that now. So like I do a lot of spiritual uh, mentoring, life coaching as well. And um, and that's been really beautiful because one, it's one of my gifts that I'm able to, you know, help other people do the same thing. And you'll never look back. You really won't. So you're sort of piecing together. It's like it's really nice to give yourself the healing, like the healing aspect but it's also really important to get to know yourself and to have clarity and to maybe open up your awareness to a new perspective on what's happened in your life from someone who's got a bit more knowledge and wisdom on on these life adversities or has done the life coaching before and can sort of see that you know you might be stuck in a pattern of behavior here or you might be stuck in a story um and maybe that you there's another way that you can look at it so it's really nice to get that extra support too on your journey there's heaps of coaches out there at the moment and the best thing you should do is make sure that they resonate with you if you want to work with someone i know it was a it was a bit of a stretch i think for me at the time financially but i was like like you can't go i've always always over invested in myself um i think all my money mostly has gone into investing in myself and it's one of the best things that you can do i personally think anyway number four Plant medicines. This one's a good one. Plant medicines, plant medicines, plant medicines. What are they? Plant medicines. Well, I remember when I first heard about plant medicines, aren't they just like trips or hallucinogens? Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. The plant medicine has been used, um, I think, through 
the Eastern world as more it's 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 sort of the term that they use in the Eastern realms. And I think it's a better way to use it because you're thinking about it's not just a trip, it's not just a party, it's actually a journey, a healing journey. And this medicine is the name, obviously, when we go and looking for this healing in whether it's a wound or whether it's a disease, we use the word medicine, but this plant medicine is the, using the spirit, the medicine of the plant to help us go on a journey or a healing journey right within. So uh, my plant medicine journey has been uh, pretty deep. I've sort of, it's not really a traditional path, I guess. Like some people always start like mag magic mushrooms some of the some of the plant medicines out there, I'll list them: magic mushrooms, uh, peyote, San Pedro, which is a mescaline um, psychoactive compound, and then you've got DMT, which is ayahuasca. Um, you've got buffo toad, five meo DMT. Cannabis is also a plant medicine, and uh, LSD can be used. MDMA is actually not necessarily a plant medicine, but MDMA is used in therapeutic approaches now for PTSD. Um, and that's the same with psilocybin. They're using that in mental health treatment plans with um, therapy. Aboga is one of them. That's one of the ones I've done. And uh, I was going to say one other one. Uh, LSD is also not necessarily a plant medicine because it's created from the lab, but it is a, it's a therapeutic. It can be used therapeutically as well which is they're all psychoactive. They all have psychoactive compounds. So plant medicines um, are mostly done in ceremonies. And that's the big difference. It's like a lot of people out there tend to go to Bali or used to go to Bali, grab a bag of mushrooms and then have a wild trip, but they get, get taken deep into a part of their psyche that they're not willing to see and end up losing it. So one thing to know about plant medicines is you're opening up to a very, very... Mm. deeper part of the universe it's like you're getting you're getting spoon-fed now consciousness and consciousness is getting spoon-fed into you through a podcast you listen to through a book you read or through a person you meet but plant medicines like giving you a glass of a full glass of water of like a full glass of this medicine it's not a teaspoon a full glass of consciousness is just going to be, uh, even a bucket of consciousness is going to be splashed over your face. And so be very mindful that you're when you're doing any plant medicine, you're doing it with an intention foremost and also someone who knows what they're doing. Um, a shaman is typically what you'll use in most plant medicine ceremonies, but you can also use a uh, a person who isn't directly like an Eastern shaman but has is a healer and has done a lot of work with a specific medicine and holds really and not, and is known to hold really good safe circles healing circles during a medicine journey your uh, biggest thing is that you're going to come up against is your mind and you want to be absolutely sure that you've got safe people around you that can guide you and work with that state of conscious, altered state of conscious that you're in. Because sometimes when you're really, really deep, you'll get the ego will get really scared and you can panic and you'll miss out on the healing journey because you'll panic yourself out of it and that'll take you into another path. So if you wanna if you wanna do any of these, these are some of the 
precautions that I would say to take. So for me, I've used the first time I did plant medicine in a ceremony was doing 5-MeO-DMT, which is from Buffo Toad. Um, I did this because I needed a big break in my life. Um, I needed some clarity in my life uh, at this point, particularly around like my relationship. Um, I, I wasn't quite in a full relationship with my, my girlfriend now, Danielle, and we were sort of wanting a bit of clarity and direction. I was in particular because I was going a lot of through this healing journey and I'm facing all these internal things of what I thought I wanted and what I do I really want. And I thought, okay. And then I trusted, I sort of got led to this intuitively um, and it was very synchronistic how it popped up and one one thing happened before another. And I was here at this, um, in this out in the woods with this uh, with this fellow, and he was guiding me through a journey. And Buffo Toad is a f- um, like four to five times stronger than normal DMT, and it comes from uh, the the specific toad in the Sonoran Desert, and they capture it and then they use it sort of it's um. What they call it they, they they milk its glands and then they dry it out and then you uh smoke that as a crystal and it's about 15 to 20 minutes but it takes you i mean so many reports i was reading an article on it actually not long ago that um there was a study on like 160 people that did it and 80 percent of them came out afterwards feeling less de- less anxious less fearful less depressed and more emotionally balanced. And so they're looking at it as possible treatment to um, mental health illnesses. And I can tell you right now, that's exactly how I felt. I felt more connected. I was able to drive home afterwards. I, I, um, I just felt more love. I actually got ex- blown wide open with my heart and it was like showing me all these different things about the conditioning in my life and the people who have helped have conditioned that and how it's supposed to be released and it's not supposed to be released. The conditioning can't all be released at once. It has to happen at a certain time. Otherwise certain events can't take place. And it is a very, very spiritual experience. It opens you up with so much insight about how the nature of reality. And that was the gateway for me. Um, Shortly after that, I went into using mushrooms in ceremony. So I did psilocybin in one ceremony uh, three ceremonies altogether so far, and they were all very different. Two were very, very deep, and that's why I say I highly recommend you have someone guiding you through that. Um, I'm quite strong-minded and strong-willed, so I'm able to um, balance myself and walk my way out of it because if you're not mentally strong to go through some of the stuff that that the mushroom will show you it can be very scary and sometimes traumatic and so having someone to guide you through that is very important and that's why I did I did have people around me that were that were well equipped to do that but um be prepared you know sometimes it works so differently for 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 everyone too right like I there's a really good series called the Carlos Castaneda series which talks about um, an anthropologist doing research on plant medicines um, with Don Juan, which was a which was a shaman in in um, I can't remember the area. I think it was either Mexico or the bottom of Arizona, and um, back in the sixties. 
and he talks about having ally plants as your as as ally plants which are supportive of you and some can some some medicines some plants aren't your ally and they will send you through the hole and others that will send someone else through the hole will be like absolute bliss for you so the buffo toad for me was bliss mushrooms definitely were not um, but they all taught me a very deep lesson because my intention going into it was to heal specific areas and so i was working through a lot of my uh, challenges through my childhood um, a lot of challenges that i wanted to shift before bringing kids into this world so that they didn't get the imprint of that genetically. And then the last one that I've done, the last plant medicine that I've done is a boga. And I just did this one recently in January this year. And that is the deepest one that I've done, I think, um, psychoactively and physically. It's a 24-hour journey. So Buffo-Tobe was 15 minutes. Mushrooms are like psilocybin is anywhere from three to five hours um a boga is 24 hours and you're on a journey that whole way very physical very very physical not like anything else so they say it's like a very strong grandfather approach like it's like a very masculine get it done here look at this and so i went through a lot of healing in that process and it was really powerful so again, plant medicines is another healing modality. They're not really for everyone. Some people won't actually feel called for it. I say to people, if it, it'll find you if you're ready. Don't go searching for it. It'll find you. Put the intention. You might get it intuitively and say, oh, this is coming up into my field a lot lately. I keep hearing about this. Cool. Put the intention out there. If it comes up, it comes up. Keep going with your day. And if there's a moment that feels good, but it also feels a little bit, you feel a little bit nervous, but it feels like it's right, then lean into that. Um, and the fifth one, the fifth modality that's helped me on my healing journey, hypnotherapy. This has helped me reprogram my subconscious mind. There's many different types of modalities that help you reprogram the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the gateway to changing our reality because all of our beliefs are operating out of there and the beliefs are what actually determine our reality through our uh, patterns of behavior and also through the stories that we tell ourselves and that could be in the form of limiting beliefs a lot of it is limiting beliefs and so now if our actions and our words are matching our subconscious program that has been created from from childhood a lot of it's been created from zero to seven when we're in this imprint period where our brain is in a theta wave state and it's highly suggestible so it's taking in everything from its environment as in like this is how life is supposed to be this is how reality works cool i'm going to take it in so if your parents acted like that cool bring that in if that person on the news said that bring that in and your subconscious takes it in and now acts on it as you get older so if you've struggled to save money or you struggled to you know keep a job then you got to look back at your earlier experiences and go well was there anything in there supporting any behaviors or actions from my earlier childhood that i picked up that are supporting this behavior now and then if you do have that then you go into a modality like hypnotherapy i'm doing my training in hypnotherapy now i'm nearly finished um, i've also done theta healing but which is another type of healing to get into the subconscious and there's also psych k which are two other ones that i recommend Basically, anything that gets you down into a relaxed state. Hypnotherapy is, people have mixed up hypnotherapy out there and they're saying, oh, it's it's like you've you got to force me and tell me what to do. That is literally a stage show and that's not what hypnotherapy was created about. 
That is just people trying to get in the entertainment business and do something funny. Hypnotherapy is about you getting into your unconscious, doing the work, not about the therapist telling you to do something. They guide you out of the conscious mind because the conscious mind's blocking your unconscious and they get you into your unconscious and then they will go based off what you've said you'd like to work through they'll maybe give you suggestions about how to solve situations or how to look at problems differently into your unconscious and you're in a theta state mainly down there because you're really in that deep suggestible state theta state is the state where you um, are able to rewire your subconscious program and the best times is a a good hack the best time to rewire your subconscious program is when you're in theta as you wake up in the morning and as you go to bed at night, just before you're about to go to bed and just before you're about to wake up, you're in a theta state. So if you want to repeat your affirmations or tell yourself something positive and supportive in that period, your subconscious is uh, more suggestible at that point. So that's just a little hack. Um, And what I wanted to throw in there too is another modality. Um, This was meditation and sound healing. In particular, sound healing has been super powerful, but it's not something that you would go to like every week. I went there for like, you know, once a month or once every quarter and, and, and because we're all just energetic frequency, right? And so the sound is actually able to move through your body at certain frequency rates. You can go and look up solfeggio frequencies, which uh, run at specific frequencies and uh, um, are really powerful. And so I think it was five to eight hertz is like, the power of the the frequency of love and the universe and it's like a god frequency and so a lot of songs are tuned to that and we're actually really in tune with that frequency i think jay-z and beyonce have songs at five to eight frequency um and you know so it's it's a whole nother area for you to go and explore but the meditation part of it uh one of the biggest breakthroughs in my journey was doing vipassana which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat no eye contact no uh no eye contact no writing no reading no speaking it was completely silent and guys and girls were separated and you'd meditate for about 10 to 12 hours a day and that was one of the deepest breakthroughs of like it was like a huge significant point in my life um but then after that is just finding that time each day to meditate on stillness meditate in the space to allow any insights from my higher self from my intuition um, to pop up and give me you know solutions to spontaneous solutions to my day-to-day problems and challenges so there you have it there's five modalities that i've used six i've added the bonus one in there and uh, if you found anything interesting here for you i encourage you lean into that go into your healing journey It doesn't have to be this radical journey where you change everything. You just need to reveal more of your true self. That's all we're doing. Nothing crazy, just revealing more of your true self. And that's the essence that we want to explore and develop and cultivate and then uh, share that with everyone around you because that encourages you. The energy of you speaks much louder than the words or actions. The energy is felt Uh, intuitively by other people around you and they'll naturally ask you what you've been doing and that's exactly how we start to shift this planet and get more people into their true authentic self where we can start loving and respecting everyone else and being kinder and that's where we'll notice a huge shift in this world and that's how it's done ladies and gentlemen you know one small change with ourselves can change many people around around us right now so i hope you enjoyed that episode please do share with me any insights that you got anything that you loved i love hearing your feedback you can tag tag me on instagram send me a dm there and or send me an email 
Much love, everyone. Keep it real. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast, and congratulations because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro.